0: This is a podcast from Minute Media. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase. Tonight, the Rams solidify their NFC West title. Plus, the NFC West represents big time in the divisional round. And later, the road continues. We preview Rams at Bucks next on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports 4 Radio. What's going on Rams fans and welcome back into Rams Showcase right here on Sports 4 Radio on the fan-sided network. I am your host Joe Brandon, but you can't and you should call me Sheriff Joe Bags. I am laying down the law for you guys tonight. A bunch of awesome stuff to get into. We get another game preview, man. And as long as we can get game previews, I'm feeling pretty good. All right, I'm doing awesome over here. Feeling a lot better. I, th- I do uh, genuinely appreciate all the people that have reached out to me this these last uh, two weeks. Actually, it's been two weeks from today of date of recording uh, that I that I did get the vid. I got 19 up over here, but we've been trucking through, man, and uh, and pushing through. But I would really sincerely appreciate everybody who reached out to me to, uh, to to give me some well wishes, anything like that, man. But honestly, feel a lot better today. This is probably the best I well, definitely the best I've felt in a in a, in a little bit. I left work, though, and had to scrape my car off, and uh, I don't have my lung capacity back, so I didn't have the cough, and then I scraped off my car in the cold. It was about 23 degrees, and I left work, and, and uh, that brought the cough in. So if I do do that, I do apologize. I'll try not to do it directly into your ear holes, though, so I will turn away from the mic, but do sincerely, like I said, appreciate everybody who uh, who reached out to me. Uh, super cool that, uh, that that that's a thing with this fan base. I love that the uh, the the... The Ramliness of it digs deep, and that is really, really cool. Before we get into our giveaway here, I do want to just uh, send a special shout-out, a birthday shout-out here, because it is today, January 19th, and there is somebody uh, very special who is celebrating a birthday today, uh, somebody who means quite a lot to Sheriff Joe Baggs, and that is Rams General Manager Les Snead, the absolute best hair in the NFL, Uh, the the mastermind behind this amazing roster that the LA Rams have right now. So happy birthday to you, Les. I hope you have an amazing day. Also, I guess happy birthday to my sister, too. Whatever. but (laughs) Uh, 35 for my sister today. That's awesome. I've known her for for a while. You know, a good chunk of my life. (laughs) Let's go ahead and get into our giveaway. Uh, What we did last week, guys, was... Uh, well, all I needed from you guys was just uh, some, some, something awesome about saying that the Rams were going to win against the Cardinals, which they did, and we will discuss that game here in a moment. Uh, one thing that happened though this week is there was there was less, less entries in this one than last week, and I want to make it even easier for you guys this week. But first, let's go ahead and give this one away. We are getting very close to the end, uh, also, guys, and we are getting. Uh, we're we're going to have a winner of the winners giveaway, where it's just going to be like up to, I'm I'm going to, Josh knows, I mean, because he watches the show as well, but we're going to do like a big giveaway for the very, very end. Uh, everybody who won, so the winner of the winners, and that's going to be awesome. Uh, last week, I do apologize, actually, guys, I, I did not hear from uh, from the winner, so that one went unclaimed. Uh, But also, I definitely got rid of all the other entries. So normally what would happen in this case is I would redraw for that giveaway. I don't have those, but I promise we'll make this one easy. But let's see, this one, eh, I got two in my hand. We'll go with this one right here. All right, so this one feels like a good winner. And let's see who wins uh, this giveaway, courtesy of Shaw's Customs. So, this one is going to go to Peo Time. You are the winner in this one. I don't even actually know if you were trying to enter this one, but you did win. You said something in your comment that was at least close enough to what I asked for. But Peo, man, with the big old dub. And speaking of payo Time, let me go ahead and plug real fast on Friday night. We will be. Uh, at least me and Peo, uh, potentially others, uh, will be participating in in just a little bit of a conversation talking about this game that we have coming up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that will be taking place in Tampa on Sunday. And I, I don't know if you guys uh, are are like into to watching Bucks stuff as well, but I did appear on the Bucks report yesterday that which was Tuesday. I appeared live on there, and then I believe on Thursday I should be appearing live on there again. Maybe those guys are awesome though. The Bucks Report guys are great. I've known uh, I've known some of those guys for for quite a long time now, years and years. Pre-Ram Showcase days, and and just some some really good dudes over there. So I, I always. Whenever we get the bucks, I love that I get to participate in in some conversations with them because they're absolutely great. Payo time, though, we'll be having that conversation Friday. That will be on Payo Time's uh, YouTube channel, so Payo Time, that P-A-Y-O space time, all right, just like it sounds, and uh, we'll be there. I believe we're looking at about, it'll be about 5.30 LA time, so uh so hop on in man and and come say what's up and let's talk some Rams football but other than that guys um we'll go ahead and uh, oh yeah we'll go we'll announce this giveaway for for this this next week and uh well, all I'm going to need from you guys okay so this is going to be extremely easy for you guys okay whatever is best for you or whatever you prefer give me a go Rams give me a horns up give me a mob squad give me a Rams house any of those will work all right any of our any of our like chants or, or or things that we say to celebrate our team, just drop it in the comment section below on the full version of the YouTube, uh, the, the the YouTube podcast, the full version of it. Or if you guys are not listening to me on YouTube, if you guys are only hearing me audio, which would be iTunes, iHeartRadio. Uh, on the fan side of networks, which would be RamblingFan.com. if you're hearing me there, then feel free to reach out and just send me a message on any of the Rams Showcase social media pages. That's at Rams Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, or just Rams Showcase on Facebook. And please, if I'm not responding to you guys, please reach out and let me know, because I definitely get a little bit busy at work and stuff like that is usually nuts, and I'm not always just sitting on my phone all day at work or anything like that. So Uh, reach out and, and, and let me know and let, and let, let's get in there. All right. So, and also one more thing I did, I've gotten this question like three weeks in a row and have not addressed it. There's little things in here in my shot glass here. This is just a shell. Uh, this one, obviously you guys can't really see it, but it's another shell. Um, but (laughs) these actually, when I went out to the Rams and Jaguars game, In December, uh, we went to the beach, we went to Venice Beach, and I I just picked up some shells, because I'm a Colorado dude, (laughs) okay, so seeing shells was like pretty cool to me, so I grabbed some, that's what those are, I've got to ask that, you guys pay way closer attention to my my set here than I imagined, which is awesome, All right, I'm sure, maybe I'll do this off season, maybe I'll do like a studio tour, because right behind where you guys could definitely not see right now is a full green screen, we also got other stuff uh, listed, like up everywhere. But maybe we'll do that this uh, this so we'll do like a cribs, <laughs> an MTV cribs of the sheriff station. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get into the juiciness. Though we'll go ahead and start with this one because we know that over the last few years, the the LA Rams have been picked apart. Their coaching staff gets gets picked at every single season. It seems like and. We are going to experience it again, it seems, because there are definitely some interviews being requested. So, And we do have a Queso on this that we will address later about uh, teams still playing and getting interview requests. Uh, but we'll address that later on. If you guys are curious, that'll be in the Fan Queso segment, which is at the back end of the show here. But let's go ahead and start listing these ones off. Uh, there might be more than this. I, I tend to not pay too close attention to this until the season is over for our team, uh, because that's when any hirings would happen. Um, so I, I kind of I tend to wait, but these are the ones that we do know about for sure. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings have reached out to the LA Rams with a request to interview defensive coordinator Raheem Morris for their head coach opening. And I will say it is not quite time to celebrate because they are also uh, talking to some other people here. Obviously, there's a lot of interviews going on right now. Dan Quinn was also involved in an interview with them, but. Raheem Morris, and I know that there's different emotions. All right, there is some different emotions regarding Raheem Morris throughout this fan base. I, you, I mean, I'm comfortable telling you guys my side. I usually try to keep my opinion out of it. I I like to give you guys the information, let you guys form your own opinions. You guys are smart enough people to have information and then have your own thoughts and form your own opinions. I'm not going to force anything on you. What I will say for myself, though is I am ready for Raheem Morris to get out of here. Uh, One year is, I think, more than enough. We were number one in yards, number one in points in 2020, and we are just about middle of the road, just under middle of the road, actually, this season. So in one year, Raheem Morris took a defense that features Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald to first-team All-Pros and took us from the best defense in the NFL to middle-of-the-road average. So you know what? I'm, I'm cool with it. Uh, let's just go ahead and move on. Let's cut our losses. I still want Aubrey Pleasant. I would love to take him back from Detroit. Uh, I wanted Joe Barry, who is now the Green Bay Packers, D.C. So, you know what, though? I don't make these calls. I don't make these decisions. I let the, I respect the people who do, for sure, because guys like Kevin Demoff, uh, Les Snead, Sean McVay, all these guys are awesome. So, uh, obviously, they're, I, they know what they're doing. All right, well, I don't need to, to get into it, but... But they, they definitely know what they're doing. But Raheem Morris, I, I just, I don't know if it was the right hire. And and sometimes mistakes happen. Uh, it, it absolutely happens. In <laughs> most NFL teams, mistakes happen uh, like that. So uh, the Denver Broncos and Houston Texans have also reached out uh, to interview Kevin O'Connell, the Rams offensive coordinator for their head coach openings. This is an interesting one to me, considering Kevin O'Connell does not call our plays. That is still Sean McVay. He did participate in some play calls in the preseason but that is not his position that is not what he's doing so it seems like another one of those things and first of all don't get me confused here i think kevin o'connell is an amazing coach and i think that he will be one of those guys you know and just look at the playoffs right now lafleur you got zach taylor i know that staley didn't make the playoffs but i mean that's like a weird chargers thing that they just they (laughs) they for some reason just can't put everything together they have in an amazing coach. They have an incredible quarterback. They've got players for days, but they just can't put it together. Whatever. Not my business, but uh, but either way, that, that Sean McVay tree, there it is well represented right now in, in the the final eight teams that are remaining in the playoffs. But Kevin O'Connell, I'm not 100% sure that this is the season that he's ready to become a head coach, but the Denver Broncos and Houston Texans have reached out for interviews, and the Miami Dolphins have reached out for uh, to interview running back coach Thomas Brown. Thomas Brown, though, is also the assistant head coach, so he does have that little bit of experience there, working closely with Sean McVay uh, to formulate all the game plans and, and keep things running silky smooth, you know what I mean? So uh, those are your interview requests right now, and of course the Rams are still playing, so none of these guys will be gone uh, at least this week. It, it, you know, dep- pending the game this weekend, we could see some names being announced next week, but... Also, these guys, uh, these teams are, are interviewing people who are done right now. So I know some teams do get antsy and they want to to bring somebody in quick. They want to get things rolling. So uh, maybe it benefits the Rams to uh, to keep on playing in some football games and we can maybe keep a staff intact for a season because everybody's picking at that Sean McVay style. Everybody wants the next McVay. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good coaches that come out of this out of this tree, but Hey, maybe we could hang on to him for one more season, except for Ricky Morris. I wouldn't hate if he left. <laughs> I just I just don't know who he would go with at that point. I would like Aubrey Pleasant back, like I said, but hey, what can you do about it? Let's go ahead and talk about some transactions uh slash injury updates for you guys. So uh, first and foremost, I want to talk about this one, Andrew Whitworth, because he did go down in that game. Uh, was replaced uh, and I'm talking about the, the wildcard game against the Arizona Cardinals. He was replaced by Joseph Noteboom, Joe Noteboom, Boom, as I've been calling him. I don't know. I think that I'm like the only one. <laughs> but Boom uh, would would likely be the starter if if Andrew Whitworth cannot go. And it did sound like the the way that the, the processes were going today. That, uh, that that at least looks good enough to not rule him out now. So I'm not sure if he's going to be ready to go in this one, uh, but if he does not expect that uh, Noteboom would be the one taking that position. Linebacker Ernest Jones could return this week, and if he does, he would likely get the green dot. I'm not sure if Troy Reader would still be a starter. But I will say that my for myself, I think that moving forward, uh, once we get into the offseason and stuff like that, we'll kind of more, we'll talk about this stuff a little bit more. But when we get there, I, I think that a big part of my conversation is going to be that I believe that the Rams middle linebackers should be Ernest Jones and Traven Howard moving forward, because I think Howard has shown some amazing skills at that inside linebacker spot. Troy Reader, I mean, he's fine. He's fine. But um I, I'm not entirely sure that um that he needs to be a starter. <laughs> um but I, I like Troy. I, I think that he's he gets a little bit better as time goes on. And I, I want to see it keep on keep on moving. But um uh, right now I would say that our, our best bet would be would be that combo of Traven Howard and Ernest Jones. Uh, Let's see here. Running back, Daryl Henderson could also return this week or at least start his 21 day window uh, before he could be activated. So we could be getting some guys back. And that's going to be with Jones as well. We do expect that that 21 day window for Ernest Jones will begin on Thursday. So I don't know if he'll be back this week. It does look like a little bit more realistic that guys like Daryl Henderson and Ernest Jones would be back more so in an NFC championship situation if the Rams can get past the tampa brady gronkineers this weekend let's see here benny sco ben skoronic uh looks like he's gonna be fine uh the reports were that his back was tightening up last week against the arizona cardinals but he looks like it shouldn't even impact his practice schedule this week so should be good to go returner brandon powell looks like he'll be fine as well he was he was limited all week last week, but then he was active on game day, so that was good to see as well. Safety, Taylor Rapp is still in the concussion protocol, but very well could be back. Um, I, I'm a little bit surprised he's still in the concussion protocol. It sounds like that might have been a worse concussion than I initially thought, and that most of us initially thought. I, I don't know how many times I've seen a player get a concussion and then miss the following week. I just don't see that happen very often, so it must be bad. must be feeling some symptoms still, so... Uh, I know that there was, I had one conversation with one of my friends. He was like, why would he be ruled out on Saturday? Like, doesn't he have time? But I mean, the way that the concussion protocol is, you could absolutely rule somebody out within like 72 hours. Like they just don't have enough time to get out of that protocol. So Taylor Rapp though, could be back in this one, but it does look like that will also have an impact on Eric Weddle because Eric Weddle was put down back to the practice squad on Tuesday. But if Taylor Rapp can't go, expect Weddle to come back in. If Taylor Rapp can go, maybe Weddle doesn't play in this next game. We'll have to keep an eye on that one. Uh, And then uh, just some roster news for you guys. Carson Tinker, the long snapper, and Ryan Santoso, the kicker, were put back onto the practice squad. And I'll be honest, guys, I'm having a hard time keeping up with these two, (laughs) Santoso and Tinker. Uh, because they're just bouncing back and forth uh, on and off this practice squad. And at any given moment, I'm not sure if I would always have the answer of, are they here or are they not here? Uh, but they are currently here, according to everything that I've seen, unless they're being cut right now or terminated from the, the practice squad right now. And one uh, bit of news that did slip under my radar last week while I was doing the show, which would be safety Jordan Fuller. Quietly, very quietly, like I said, it slipped under my radar. Signing a futures contract on the 12th, uh, so it does look like the Rams do have full intentions of keeping Jordan Fuller around, which is absolutely incredible news. Love to hear it. Would love to see Jordan Fuller here long term, and we will absolutely once we do hit off-season topics here, we will get into who I believe will stay, who I believe will go, our pending free agents. Everything like that. We will absolutely get into that uh, once we get into the offseason. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here on the other side. We'll look back at this Rams defeating the Arizona Cardinals in the wild card round. Don't move. So, in the wild card round, the LA Rams took on the Arizona Cardinals at SoFi Stadium, the first ever playoff game that is held at SoFi Stadium, and the Rams' first playoff win at SoFi Stadium against the Arizona Cardinals, who did defeat the LA Rams back in week four in that same venue but it was a 34 to 11 victory for the LA Rams Rams now all-time versus the Cardinals in the postseason are 2-0 and the Rams defense looked absolutely amazing from the first drive three and out right away which was awesome the offense of the Rams I mean we come out and Sony Michelle hits a massive run right away and it was like okay like feeling good the that first drive did kind of sputter out and I'll be honest, I did not think that we were going to see five punts inside the 20 from Johnny Hecker, but it's exactly what happened, and I think that he played a pretty solid role in this one, uh, putting the putting the Cardinals back there at their own end, and, and definitely played a pretty big role in that touchdown by David Long Jr., uh, which was awesome to see. I mean, and that was... What was cool about that is that was actually the Rams' first defensive touchdown of the season. Did not have any in the regular season, and then we see that one. And if you guys didn't see Eric Weddle's breakdown of that play, <laughs> it was solid breakdown, all right? And I unfortunately, because Apple hates happiness, I don't have a phone, like a jack to this one. I was going to play it uh, because I can I can feed in, um, and unfortunately I cannot because I don't have a a, a plug for it, so... That's ridiculous. Thanks a lot, Apple. Basic things like a charger, um, a headphone jack, I don't know. Normal things that uh, they took away and then sold back to us, which is weird, but either way. I'm <laughs> not going to get on that, but uh, I was going to play it for you guys. But if you have not heard it, it is on Twitter. Uh, uh, the LA Rams did post it on, the, on their Twitter and their Facebook and stuff like that. It was it was pretty funny, uh, his explanation of that uh, of that touchdown and his perspective of it so that was cool but ultimately guys that this game I mean it was a massive game for the Rams the Rams did a great job I, I almost think it was like a twofer the the Rams had what I would say is their best performance of the season coupled with one of the worst performances of the Cardinals season you put those things together and that's how you get a big old dub from the LA Rams and actually uh the <laughs> I was talking like I don't, I don't want to say I was talking trash but I was saying on, the, on my pre-game live that, uh, that no one has come close to getting the score prediction correct on, on those. I always ask for score predictions and and people just toss out these numbers and stuff like that. No one's ever come close. And actually AJ, who does the, the all pro sports that is sometimes linked below in the, in the description, I'll, I'll go ahead and do it today too. Um, but he, uh, he was like one point off of this one. I want to say he said 34 to 12 and it was like, dang, you nailed it. (laughs) Like, that's awesome, man. Like, so no one's nailed it yet, but that was really close, and I was I was pretty impressed by that. <laughs> Actually, I was like, dang, he was close. I saw the comment pop in after he was like, dang, I was I had it, man, I had it. But that was pretty cool stuff. I'll put that link in the description below for you guys. You guys can go check out his page. He's got a bunch of awesome stuff there. Do uh, you can check out, get Ram stuff. It's awesome. Uh, but let's see here. Let's go ahead. Uh, we got a, a a special game badge for this one because I didn't. I had a hard time picking. I was I was I had two in mind. And I was like, I don't know, I don't know who to give this one to. I had a discussion with uh, a, a brief discussion with Rams House about it, and and I quickly decided that we needed to give it to both of them. So put it up on the screen. That's right, Matthew Stafford as well as running back Cam Akers walking away with the game badge for this one. Matthew Stafford, his first career playoff win. He only needed to throw the football seventeen times to do it. Which did include some drops, so could have been better. But 13 of 17, 202 passing yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Did have a rushing touchdown though, and I was mad about the rushing touchdown because we we all we all high five the original one. It gets called back, and then it gets stuffed, and then we try it again, and then it's called not a touchdown. We challenge it, and then the celebration moment was the ref coming out like after further review, uh. So run it in, break the play, and touchdown. And it was like, okay, high fives, high, high fives all around. You know, it was like, that's the worst way to learn about a touchdown though. It's like, it's not very exciting, but he did punch it in, which was really cool to see. And he also did post the highest passer rating uh, by a Rams quarterback in Rams postseason history. But I also could not leave out running back Cam Akers in this one, 17 carries for 55 yards and one reception. For 40 yards, and that one did not come from Matthew Stafford. That came from OBJ, which was awesome to see as well. Uh, he looked awesome, though. Cam Akers looked great. um I think that for myself, entering the season, I think that my expectations were not in line with the bulk of the media, the the media, the fan base, anything like that. I don't think my expectations of of what Cam Akers could be doing this season or could have done this season. I I just don't think that I was I was as high as as some other people regarding Cam Akers. Seeing him come in and and having not played all season, he gets, you know, what was it? Eight touches in week 18. And then he comes in in this game, the way he was playing in this game. I'm almost mad at myself because it's like, dang, I underestimated Cam because if he was playing all season, who knows what he'd be looking like right now? I mean, that guy's amazing. And he had so many, so many called back too. He had that deep ball uh from Stafford that he dropped. He had some runs that were they were pulled back. One run that he had that was to the left side, he or uh, I, I believe it was a reception, actually. But he he made a cut on somebody. It was unfortunately called back, but the cut that he had, and it was like, geez, like this guy, he tore his Achilles five months ago. Like, what? Like, that was absolutely insane, man. So Uh, Cam Akers, though, coming back, looking the way that he did, absolutely is deserving of the game badge, but he looked aggressive, he looked fast, he looked agile, he looked exactly like everybody said he was going to look like before the season started, and I was not in that group, unfortunately, but I, I, I feel comfortable admitting that I was, I underestimated what Cam Akers was capable of this season based on how he's playing right now and it's absolutely incredible to see. So the the Rams running attack going through the playoffs right now is looking real strong. Looks like we get at least a, a decently warm weather game for this one hopefully. If uh if all things go well, I don't want to say hopefully we don't play in Green Bay. I, well, I kind of want to play in Green Bay. I don't want to play either of these teams. Uh all three of these other teams that we have in the NFC right now. I want to play them. You know what I mean? I want to play the Niners again. I would love to play the Packers again and I'm excited to see us play the Bucks again, but The running attack in the postseason is absolutely massive. And the fact that Cam Akers is back, not only back, but playing the way he is, brings me a lot of confidence in myself. Uh, Well, not in myself, but in the team. (laughs) For myself, I guess I should say. But uh, Akers looks awesome. Stafford, first playoff win. Congratulations to Matthew Stafford. Kind of shutting out a little bit of that narrative, but I will say that narrative does continue a little bit because this is the exact week that the Rams got booted out last season with Jared Goff. So I I think that the general consensus that the fan base wants to see us improve from that mark a year ago, where we got booted out in the divisional round. Moving on here, running back Sony Michelle had 13 carries for 58 yards. Was not able to put it in the touchdown or in the end zone, but does look like that cam Akers and sony michelle combo is gonna be sick it's like a rams playoff dream and hendo might be back but i'll be honest hendo's an rb3 in this case he's absolutely our third running back in this situation right now today so yeah it's it would be cool to have hendo back but ultimately gonna be low impact when you have cam Akers and sony michelle playing like they currently are wide receiver cooper cup had five receptions for 61 yards and did score a touchdown Seemed to be a little bit more of a decoy in this one. But when he was called on, cup cupped, man. Cooper was cupping around out there. And it was awesome to see. And and in the postseason, I, like, obviously, these teams now are all, all good. Not last week, not everybody was good. But this week, everybody's good. But to see, like, obviously, people are going to be trying to take away your best player. And right now on the Rams offense, that is Cooper Cup. And they're going to be going after him a little bit. So him playing that decoy role... I think is absolutely fine because OBJ is playing really well. We already mentioned our running backs playing really well. Higby is awesome. Uh, we even got you know like Van Jefferson's playing good ball right now. So I ultimately, guys, I'm feeling I'm feeling good. And if Cooper Cup is also not going to be the kind of person who's going to be sitting here like, well, yeah, we won, him all we got five catches, you know, because that's just not his personality. It's it's just going to help the the team. It's just gonna it's going to help everybody uh, just get better and better as the season as the postseason goes on and hopefully this is our first of three more game previews that we we get to talk about but uh wrapping up here we'll go with wide receiver odell beckham jr four receptions for 54 yards was able to score a touchdown as well his first postseason touchdown of his career he was also one for one passing at 40 yards that passed to cam Akers, which was absolutely awesome and he's really just found himself a nice little role in this Rams offense. And like I said, we will talk about who I believe will be back. But I will tell you guys right now, I absolutely anticipate that Odell Beckham Jr. will be signing a contract with the Rams. I would assume it'll probably be like a four or five year deal. I think that the Rams are going to try to keep him here uh, long term. And it kind of feels like he's going to want to hang out as well. So it's it's just good news for us on that front. Let's go ahead and hop into the rest of the West. What those other three dweebs are up to. Well, right now it's kind of the other two dweebs and now we're down to one other dweeb, so <laughs> we're just whittling away, all right, we're just chopping off dweebs, <laughs> we'll start with the San Francisco 49ers, defeating the Dallas Cowboys, that game was 23 to 17, Dallas's time management, forever a problem, I don't know what the heck that play call was, I'll be honest guys, the second I saw Dak take off, I did, I am sitting, I mean I'm pointing to my recliner, you guys can't see it, I was sitting in my recliner, and right when Dak took off, I went Oh, no. And I knew the game was over. Like, because uh, in, in the 49, what I thought was going to happen, I didn't think that it was going to be a situation where the ref just, like, absolutely plows through Dak to, to get to the football and then spots it all weird and stuff like that. But what I thought was going to happen is that the 49ers are just going to lay on him because that's a normal thing to do. It's just you tackle him and then you lay there. Just stay on top of him and kill the clock. I thought that that's what was going to happen in that situation. That's not exactly what happened, but still, terrible play call. And I mean, we talked about on the NFC West roundtable yesterday uh, with uh, Steezy had mentioned it. He's like, you got to at least like you really do want 15 seconds. I know it's 14, but you really do want 15 if you're going to try to pull something like that. And they did such a good job of moving the football down the field. And CG is extremely excited uh, right now. He's he's obviously extremely confident. But what I was kind of trying to tell him is uh, Dak in that situation, Dak and McCarthy in that situation is one thing. You put that same exact situation in Lafleur and Rogers, and I feel like there might be a different outcome. But this also was really, uh, in my opinion, the only true competitive game of the weekend, which is not good for the NFL, in my opinion. I think that the 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 addition of the seven seed has been an absolute joke. Uh, it's it's not going well. If you guys watch other shows, uh, I watch plenty of other shows, and actually this week, Tom Grassi from the Paccast, he did. Uh, He did have like a little bit of a breakdown of the the seven seeds being added and 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 what it means and and what what it happened initially when we added added playoff teams back in like 1990. The first time a six seed had won the Super Bowl was 15 years after adding that extra team. So is this going to be something that sticks around? I really hope not, because let's be honest here. There were some teams playing in this in wildcard weekend that had no business playing past the regular season. And I'm talking specifically about the New England Patriots. I know that they weren't the seventh seed. The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Philadelphia Eagles. Absolutely none of those teams had any business playing in playoff games. They had no business playing in playing football past the regular season. And we all saw it unfold. And it was just, we had one good game. Because I'll be honest. At no point in the Raiders-Bengals game did I feel like the Raiders were going to win it. Anyway, going back to this game, though, uh, competitive game, solid game, but I think that we saw from Jimmy G that he is, like he doesn't have that clutchness in him, man. Like, throwing that interception in the fourth quarter, the second I saw that, it was like, oh, okay, he's not that guy. All right, I got it. Uh, but you know what? We'll see what happens, man. It's the playoffs. Anything, anything can happen in this one. Uh, Jimmy G, I saw this stat today. The coldest game that he's ever played in, I believe it was 38 degrees, and they're anticipating about three degrees in Green Bay this week, which is where that divisional game will be taking place. Niners at the Packers. That game's on Saturday at 5:15 uh Pacific time on Fox. So should be a good football game. Um, but honestly, I think I if I had to 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 put my my rankings out there of the final eight teams, I would say that the 49ers are the worst team. And I know that there's probably somebody out there who's like, well, they, they didn't beat us or whatever, but I mean, they also got swept by the Seahawks and the Cardinals. So, I mean, are they that awesome? I, I, I don't think so. I, I don't know. We'll see. I guess. I mean, like I said, anything can happen in the postseason. This is where, this, this is where the students become the intermediate students right here. All right, <laughs> this is some good stuff. And then uh, the other game uh, involving the NFC West was, of course, the Arizona Cardinals losing to the Los Angeles Rams, thirty-four to eleven. Arizona Cardinals had negative eight total yards after the first quarter and went into halftime with just 40 offensive yards kyler murray went 19 of 34 137 yards no touchdowns and two interceptions including a pick six to dlj the leading rusher on the day for the cardinals was chase edmonds with eight carries for 28 yards their leading receiver christian kirk had six receptions for 51 yards in a nutshell The Cardinals did not look good. The Rams looked awesome. That's what happens. That's a recipe for a blowout every single time. And moving on to the divisional round, the Arizona Cardinals will be watching like you and I, and the Los Angeles Rams will be playing at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That game kicks off at noon Pacific time. Game is on NBC. Talking about that game, we'll take a quick break and we will preview Rams at Bucks. Don't move. You can check that link in the description below. No matter where you are hearing me, whether that is on YouTube or just the audio version, there will be a link to Shaw's Customs in the comment section below. If you guys are on the YouTube version, you just saw the commercial. If you guys are on the the audio-only version, you probably heard of random unrelated commercials. So I'm letting you guys know now, Shaw's Customs is where you get the awesome stuff here. You got the uh, the, the vinyl decals. You got the, the shot glasses, the beer mugs, all that stuff. So check out that link in the description below. You can also get Ram Showcase logos. You just have to comment. Uh, there's like a, you know, a comment section. You just, uh, you order some Ram stuff and you're like, hey, I want that Ram Showcase logo. You got it. And then you can represent Ram Showcase, which is awesome. And there will also be a link to uh, All Pro Sports as well in the description below, uh, which is AJ. Josh from Shaw's Customs and AJ from All Pro Sports, some awesome, awesome people, and uh, I love being able to uh, to talk about the, some, some Rams-related businesses out here, and if you guys happen to have a business or anything that is uh, Rams-related or can be Rams-related, then uh, hit me up. Let's see what we can figure out. Uh, let me see what we can do to get your business shot out of my face into this microphone, into computers, and out into the universe, which is exactly what needs to happen and get some Rams fans headed your way as well. Let's go ahead and get into this game preview, though. We got the Los Angeles Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This game is on NBC, 12 noon, so 3 o'clock Eastern time, which is going to be the local kickoff, but for the Los Angeles fans watching at home out there in California, noon o'clock Pacific time on NBC. Tampa Bay uh, opened this game favored by three points over under at 48.5. I don't know if that line has changed. It was, I want to say I saw it jump to three and a half and then it went back down to three. So it's going to be floating right in that range. Uh, But for the weather in this one, uh, high, high fifties, low sixties is kind of what it feels like for this one. Uh, Mild to moderate wind, nothing too crazy. Looks like the rainstorms that are coming through Tampa are looking at Friday and Tuesday. So we hit that sweet spot on Sunday where we should be dry for this one. The Bucs at home this season went 7-1, 1-0 so far in the postseason against the Philadelphia Eagles last week, so they basically had a bye. And the Rams on the road this year, only losing two away from SoFi, 7-2. and two. The ref for this one, we do get Sean Hockley. The Rams all-time with Sean Hockley are 5-3, and three, but as a ref, the Rams are 3-1. and one. The only loss that the Rams do have with Sean Hockley came this season in week four at SoFi Stadium against the Arizona Cardinals. What we're really looking for in this one so far, I mean, everybody knows that the the whole Brady to Tampa Bay thing has been a massive success. Obviously, they won the Super Bowl in year one, but the Brady led Bucs have not beaten the Rams and are actually 0-2 against the LA Rams. Last season in, two, in 2020, the Rams did win in Tampa Bay, but there were no fans at that one. So you got to kind of consider that. And then this season, uh, it was week three, which was uh, in SoFi Stadium that the Rams won that game by 10. So 0-2 for the Brady-led Bucks for the Tampa Brady Buccaneers, or Gronkineers, and uh, looking good and, and feeling good, honestly. I, I think that this team matches up well. The The Rams do. The Rams match up well with this team. And, uh, I mean, we're, we're looking at a good situation here also with the fact that uh, Chris Godwin's out, Antonio Brown lost his mind. So it's like uh, the, the fact that we can... Hopefully, fingers crossed, that we can just keep Jalen Ramsey on, on Mike Evans and possibly on Gronk as well. At, at certain points, I'm sure we'll see that. Uh, you know, I, I like this. I like this situation that we're looking at right now. Of course, the Bucks are obviously still a very talented team. They've got, they do have players out there. And this Rams team, though, also has a lot of really good players. And if you're looking at, like, star-studded roster versus star-studded roster, I mean, this is a great matchup. But there's also some other very talented teams out there in the NFL that are still playing. I mean, we're down to eight right now. 25% of them are represented by the NFC West. The only division actually not represented is the NFC East, but come on, is that really a shock to anybody? But the the Bucks hold it down for the NFC South right now. Uh, no other teams in the NFC South made the playoffs, so they are the only rep that was available uh, to be here for this one. But Bucks, like I said, got basically a first round bye playing against the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles didn't even score until the fourth quarter in that one when the Bucks pretty much had let up. Bucks were up 31 to nothing and then kind of they pulled way back. And then the Eagles were able to put up 15. So the game, I guess, looked a lot closer than it actually was. But even if it uh, was at a 16 point difference, that's not close. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't know. It's. uh. It's one of those. I, it's hard to look at last week for either of these teams as a as a legitimate like point making game heading into this one. What I can say though is uh, that these teams are now in their last six. Both of these teams are now five and one in their last six, including wild card weekend. Let's take a look at the history of this matchup. The Rams do lead the all time series eighteen to nine. So the Rams have doubled up. On the Bucks, uh, so far in their throughout their history, of course, we do know that this history does go pretty deep. Uh, formerly, same division stuff like that, so we do have a good chunk of matchups there, and and a couple of playoff games as well. But the Rams are two and zero all time against the the Bucks in postseason play, and uh, both of those games coming in NFC Championship games. The most recent game between these two though came Week Three, which was uh, September twenty sixth. Just uh, last year, I guess, technically, uh, in 2021. That was a 34-24 win for the LA Rams. The first ever game between these two came on November 6th of 1977. That was a 31-0 win for the LA Rams. The Rams have won seven of the last eight, and that dates back to 2012 when they were the St. Louis Rams. Since returning to Los Angeles, the Rams have only lost to the Buccaneers one time, and that was a 55 55- to 40 win for the Bucks, and that game came in 2019 the only season for the Rams under Sean McVay in which they did not make the postseason the last Rams loss in Tampa Bay came on October 24th of 2010 Sam Bradford's rookie season that was a 17 to 18 win for the Bucks, and that was Josh Freeman versus Sam Bradford so I'm guessing that there's uh, not a whole lot of parallels in these teams as we head into this matchup, speaking of the matchup, let's take a look at it. We'll start with the Rams offense versus the Bucks D. The Rams offense ranking ninth overall, so so top ten offense uh, helped out a lot by the star-studded uh, wide receivers as well as backfield. The Bucks defense number twelve in total yards passing the football. The Rams are fifth in the NFL. Bucks defense that is their weak spot is defending the pass. And uh, on the ground, though, the Bucks are really good at stopping the run. The Rams have struggled with running the football, but that has changed a little bit with the emergence of Cam Akers and the return of Cam Akers, as well as bringing in Sony Michelle earlier this season. That combo is pretty sick and uh, should continue to be uh, a pretty powerful combo as we continue out through the playoffs. If we can get some more games than just this one and points. Uh, the Rams are putting up just over 27. That's tied for seventh in the Ram. Uh, the Bucks giving up just under 21, which is tied for fifth in the NFL. So, what we're really watching for this one in this game, we are watching the Rams' running attack. All right. So we the the Rams in the throughout the season have averaged under 100 rushing yards a game. The Bucks defense doing an awesome job, get, giving up just over 90 a game. So. The fact that Cam Akers is coming back and playing well for the Rams right now, that is a huge plus going into this game because it's obviously playoff time. Everybody's a little bit beat up. Every team has has hurt guys. Every Most players who have been playing are sore. They're tired. It's a long season. We had 17 regular season games. The the Rams posted something about, they said week 20, and it was like, geez, we are like, that's real. That's week 20 right now. That's, that's a lot of football games, guys. Like That's a that's tough on on somebody's body man so so everybody's a little bit beat up right now but the ground game and being physical is where you win playoff games so major boost though with cam Akers coming back could also get hendo back so could have a little bit of a three-way rotation but ultimately i do expect it to be cam Akers and sony michelle and with whitworth not playing the question would become maybe not playing i don't want to say he's out or anything like that but uh, with him potentially not playing, will the Rams be able to generate that same push that they were able to get against the Arizona Cardinals early in the game with that rushing attack? So uh, I like Joe Joe Nopum. I, I think that he does a, a really good job when he's asked to to come in. And I I mean I said it all off-season, I said it all preseason, I've said it all year. I like the Rams' depth on the offensive line. I know that. That is not a sentiment that's echoed by a lot of Rams fans. I know a lot of people are pretty critical on our offensive line, and it, yeah, the the interior of the offensive line right now is absolutely the weak spot, and the tackles are extremely strong, but I like the depth there. I I, I don't really feel like there's a drop-off, if at all, going from a guy like Brian Allen to Coleman Shelton. I, I like guys like Tremaine Ankrum. I like Bobby Evans. I know that he is very inconsistent. He does need to work on that, but when he's on... That dude is on, all right? So, I mean, his worst game of his career, unfortunately, came last year in Green Bay in the playoffs. Uh, just had a hard time in that one, but I like this depth, and I like that, that guys like Noteboom and Shelton and Evans are our backups, because they are absolutely NFL teams that those three would be starters on. So, that is going to be the question. Can the Rams get that ground game moving, and if not, if uh, the, the Bucks force us to pass uh you know Stafford's coming off of a 17 attempt game is he going to be able to throw it 40 times and win this game that is going to be a huge question for this one let's take a look at the other side of the football the bucks offense versus the rams defense bucks offense absolutely on fire this season number 2 in the NFL in total yards the rams defense just below average at 17th in the league passing the football the Bucks number one and Tom Brady holds number one in just about every passing stat you can think of almost uh, but that is uh, a big part of why they are first overall in passing as a team the Rams 22nd against the pass uh, a lot of that was early season playing a lot of that umbrella coverage that bend but don't break style giving up a lot underneath that has not necessarily been the case in recent weeks running the football the Bucks are not putting up quite 100 and are averaging under what the Rams are averaging uh, on offense. And the Rams defense, though, also doing a pretty good job giving up a little over 100, 103.2. That is sixth in the NFL. Putting points up on the board, the Bucs are putting up over 30, which is incredible. I mean, that's a, that's, a, that's a high mark to hit. That is second in the NFL. Rams defense giving up just under 22. That is tied for 15th. So just about average there as well. Another thing that we're going to look for in this one, uh, the matchup on this one, is going to be that secondary versus Tom Brady. Could this be game two for Eric Weddle? It, it's it's very possible. If Taylor Rapp can't go, it, it could be that kind of situation. But I think that Terrell Burgess, as well as Nick Scott, did an amazing job. So I would say that if, it is, if Rapp is going to be down, then I would like to see those guys play a little bit more than Weddle. Uh, well, that is the case. That is what happened last week. But I would like to see that again, because Weddle... I mean, I, I respect the dude. I love the dude. Uh, he's he's had a, an absolutely incredible NFL career, but I don't think he's that guy anymore. Uh, he wasn't playing that well in 2019 when he was here, so I was a little bit surprised to even see him come back. Uh, Jalen's stoked about it, which is good enough for me, uh, but he did miss a really bad tackle, looked real soft on it, and I get it. He's been out for a little while. Maybe he just wasn't ready for it. Maybe he would be this week, but... Hey, I don't know what to expect if uh, if he just keeps on keeps on going. But Taylor Rapp might return in this one, and that would help uh, the, the the Rams secondary at least with that safety rotation because we do see guys like Burgess and Scott get in even when Fuller and Rapp were both uh, playing as starters. The Rams pass rush definitely is going to play a big role in this one to help that secondary out, and I think that the the, the Rams defense is in a good spot right now because a Von Miller is playing better and better as the season has gone on and and i, I think a big part of it too from for myself is the the rams didn't sign obj and trade for von miller to beat the the cards in week 14 you know what i mean like that's not what they did that for they 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 brought those guys in so that we can make a playoff run and they played great last week in the playoffs. so hopefully that can continue but the rams pass rush which does include von miller if keep uh, the rams put out a great video uh just right before I started recording about Von Miller, something about blood, sweat, and tears. I watched that video. That was awesome. Uh, He's obviously such a fan favorite. I've been a fan of him since Texas A&M days. I'm an A&M fan, gig him. And then I live in Colorado, so I was following his career pretty closely out in Denver as well. So uh, I've been a huge fan of him. The fact that he's an LA Ram right now is awesome to me. And he is playing some really good football right now. That was his first playoff sack since 2015 which was a pretty good year for the Denver Broncos if you guys recall uh so hopefully that can continue and also it looks like Tristan Wirfs he may or may not play and I, I I'll be honest like seeing him in a boot on a on like a Tuesday I, I don't know if he's playing guys I, I I, just don't know if I see that one happen. he did try to come back last week uh but it, did, it just didn't work out he kind of he just got blown up and then went back out of the game And then also Ryan Jensen, who's an incredible center in the NFL, one of the top centers in the league right now, Uh, he's a little bit beat up as well. So that line is a little bit damaged. And I do think that the Rams match up pretty well there as far as uh, the pass rush goes going into this game, getting after Tom Brady, getting him frustrated is going to be the key. An angry Tom Brady, not an angry Tom Brady, but like a frustrated Tom Brady who's struggling to, to find time in the pocket is a very good thing for your defense. Let's take a look at the three to see in this one. We're going to start with Jalen Ramsey. Mike Evans, he becomes the clear cut top target for the wide, re- at wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with no Godwin or Brown. And uh, definitely could get some some reps against Gronk as well. But Mike Evans is an absolute monster. Uh, another player that I watched back at AM. and um, and I knew the second that the, the Bucs drafted him was like, dang it, like he's going to have such a good career there. Like I don't know. It's just something about it, man. I remember I sent a text to my sister right when it happened. She's a Bucks fan. Uh, right when it happened, I was like, you guys just got a monster. And she was like, I don't know who that is. It's like, it's fine. You you're, you will. And now she's got like his Jersey and she's met him and stuff like, that. <laughs> like she loves uh, some Mike Evans, but Jalen Ramsey, One of the best corners in the NFL, if not the, and covering Mike Evans, that is something that he should be tasked with doing. So hopefully Raheem Morris doesn't outsmart himself and just does put Jalen Ramsey on Mike Evans, but it will be a good matchup to watch when we see, uh, number 13 covered by number five, that will be must see TV. Next up. We got Matthew Stafford last week in the wildcard round was his first interceptionless game since week 14, uh, which was against the, the Arizona Cardinals, uh, in Arizona, Uh, So hopefully we get another one of those, uh, a pick-free game from Matthew Stafford. Um, But all we did was ask Matthew Stafford not to mess it up and uh, really leaned on the running backs last week. I don't know if that will necessarily be the game plan into this one. I would anticipate that that would be the game plan going into this one. Uh, Keep it away from Tom, run the football, all that stuff. But if Matthew is asked to throw it more closer to that 30 to 35 range, uh, that that will be absolutely something that he needs to, to to rein in is those interceptions and keep that under control. Does not have any this playoff season right now, uh, just one game, but hey, I'll take it. Three touchdowns, no turnovers. So that's a very good sign uh, for the Rams moving forward. Hopefully that does continue. And my last one here is going to be the edge rushers with Vaughn Miller as well as Leonard Floyd. Tristan Wirfs may, he may very well not play in this one. And uh, rotating Miller, Floyd, and Hollins, attacking that. Uh, attacking those edges, uh, the the tackle spots there, while containing the blind side. Uh, so like, Wurfs is the right tackle, so going after him there. And if we can get uh, somebody like Floyd or Miller on that side, and then the other one on the other side, just busting out that pocket, then I like the, the the I like the Rams matchup here. So that should be the focus. By Raheem is is getting after Tom in this one because he does lack some receivers that he's had most of the season and. Uh, we know that he can get a little bit flustered when you're in his face constantly. So the only thing that I'm hoping for in this one is that that uh, somebody like Sean Hockley, our ref for this one in that crew, uh, luckily it's not Boger. He's done. <laughs> but uh, for this one, uh, hopefully they are not super flag happy. It's Brady, so that's always something that you got to watch out for. So getting into his face, but also not getting too into his face, I guess, sometimes Uh, just making sure that you're, you know, hitting his arms and not necessarily his head. That's obviously it's, it's annoying when, when you see certain players take hits and nothing happens. And then you see, you know, Brady not get hit hard at all. It was uh, what I would say, an absolutely clean hit uh, last week against the, the Eagles and the dude even tried to help him up right away. And then the flag comes in and you're like, he's like, you gotta be kidding me. (laughs) guy! Like, come on, man. Like it's, it's football and you're in full pads, bro. Why don't you buck up a little bit? No pun intended, because he plays for the Bucks. We'll go ahead and take one more quick break here. And on the other side, we got fan quesos. Don't move. All right, let's go ahead and hop into our fan quesos. We don't have too many tonight, actually. I was surprised uh, at the the low number that came in, which is totally fine. But if you guys do, want to participate in the Fan quesos, I do post on the Ram Showcase YouTube channel. I ask for them uh, the day of recording, which is Wednesdays, there. Uh, there will be a couple. I do have, like, some concerts coming up, like, later. Uh, I want to say there's one next month, and then I, I want to say maybe March, something like that, too. they they got some concerts coming up, so they'll probably be either a Tuesday or a Thursday, not really relevant to you guys right now, but it always does uh, come on day of recording. And I also post on my personal Facebook as well. Feel free to add me as a friend, guys. I have nothing to hide. I'm not one of those weirdos who's super private, anything like that. I've, I just live a pretty normal life. Uh, just a big Rams fan. All right, that's like that's all it is about my life. So <laughs> the Rams have taken over my life. And the coolest part is I'm okay with that. Uh, but I post on there as well. Um, if you guys have suggestions of where else you guys would like me to post, to make a posting, anything like that, so you guys can drop uh fan quesos. Uh just let me know and then we can get that done too, man. Cause uh I like answering the, the quesos. It's it's awesome. Uh but let's go ahead and start here. The first one's gonna come from Willem. Will Wilhelm, I think is how you really say that. I, if I'm butchering that, feel free to correct me. I do apologize. Uh, he says, How has ram it Down not become a stadium chant yet? Well, I think it's because i kinda have a stadium chant, man. Um the dude comes in and yells who's house and then people like me lose their minds and <laughs> and yell Ram's house extremely loud and obnoxious with two beers in your hands is, I think, how you're supposed to do it. That's how I was doing it. That's um, <laughs> you got two Modellos just chilling and you're just, yell, Ram's house! you know what I mean? Getting all crazy. But I would, I would guess that that's why um, there's been some other chance, I guess. But uh, yeah, that's uh, ultimately like ram it down like a like the Judas Priest song. Maybe is that what you're referring to? Otherwise, uh, if that's the case, then I don't know, and that's a great question. And we need to uh, we need to contact JB, okay? <laughs> JB and MJD, just initials all over the place. Next one here is going to come from JJ. Speaking of initials, uh, why do why do they allow coaches to interview for uh, vacant head coach jobs during the playoffs? Why not wait until the playoffs are over uh, for the team that has a potential candidate? Uh, the quickest answer that I can give give to you on this one is that you're not prepping 24 7 and you do have time to to take and 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 go and have a quick conversation about your potential future uh the the longer version is i I think that it should wait i think it should be it it doesn't matter if you fire your coach that's kind of your problem and if i i feel like the week after the super bowl should be interview week and i think that everybody should wait and like cuz you also get situations where people miss out on jobs because their team is still playing and i mean i i don't know what's going on with Eric B there's got to be more than we know because it seems like every single year all the teams there's what eight teams right now looking for a head coach it seems like every single year the media is like B enemy enemy would be great here and then he gets like one interview and doesn't get the job so there's something more going on there i don't know if it's I don't know if there's some information that maybe the public doesn't have that that is leading to teams being like we don't really want him, or if he's sitting there like you know what, I'm coaching Patrick Mahomes right now and Tyreek Hill and and uh, Travis Kelsey and so I'm I'm good I'm good for now like maybe later guys maybe later but I got Andy Reid we got uh, a team that could be looking at the Super Bowl back to back Super Bowls I could do it again this year they're they're in the final eight right now so maybe he's sitting there like hey guys thanks for thinking of me but uh. I'm in a pretty sweet spot and, and maybe that's the case. Maybe not. But to answer your question, man, I, I am absolutely with you. I think that, um, I, I think that the week after the super bowl should be basically interview week for everybody. You, you line up all your, all your stuff. Like you could have like the Vikings reaching out and being like, Hey, we want to interview Morris. I know he's your DC, but we would like to interview him. The Broncos like, Hey man, we got KOC over here. Can we interview him? But then like set that stuff up and just knock them all out in one week. Have everybody come in in one week. Because uh, chances are that one guy is not interviewing at eight teams. You know what I mean? It's probably closer to five or six. You can do that in a week. You know what I mean? Like I, that'd be an insane week, but uh, you can do it. You can. You can absolutely get it done. Or maybe it would be like a like a summit. You know what I mean? Like a do it like at at like a. I'm trying to think of somewhere middle, uh, you know, like Denver or something like that, where you just go to, like, the like the Denver Convention Center and everybody just interviews there. You know what I mean? Like, or you get to, like, a hotel or something like that. Pepsi Center. It's not the Pepsi Center. Ball Arena. Uh, to, to just, like, everybody just comes in, interviews, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just feel like that would be much more beneficial, and I think that it would be just better for the NFL. Because, yeah, you're right. Yeah, we got Raheem Morris right now potentially interviewing for the Vikings uh, soon, and, I'm all he already makes me nervous so I don't want him like missing stuff you know what I mean like if he could be watching our tape or something like that it'd be cool but like I said it's not a 24-hour thing you know what I mean like you, you do have moments where you can like you know be at home with your family watching <sighs> the tick I that was a bad reference I don't know whatever shows you watch I don't know the tick came in my head I don't know why irrelevant <laughs> next one here is gonna come from Jeffrey uh, who will have more sacks against the Bucks, Miller, Floyd, or Donald? And how many pre-snap penalties will they cause? The well, pre-snap penalties, I'm not 100% sure on that one, man. Uh, being on the road, I think, does have an impact on that one. If it was at SoFi, I would feel a little bit better about it. But as far as the, the question goes on, on sacks, I'm going to give this one to Miller, man. Miller has been playing better and better as the season goes on. And I think that he's just getting a little bit more comfortable and maybe it's maybe it's just some bias here because I think his his post-sack dances are absolutely hysterical. And I they get me every time, man. Every, every time he gets up and he does his weird little walk or something like that, it's like, man, we got Vaughn. Look at Vaughn out there. You know what I mean? So um I would I would go ahead and go with that um that 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 pick there. Uh I, I'm gonna go Von Miller on it. So let's go ahead and get over to our other section of casos here on the Ram Showcase YouTube channel here. And we got just a couple for you guys. Uh, we'll start with Annette. Uh, do you think the Rams take out the Bucks this year? Absolutely, I do, Annette. Um, I I think that the Rams are they they do match up well with the Bucks, and it's it's unfortunate the 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 two teams that I've I don't think that the Rams match up that well with would be the Packers and the 49ers, But I'll be honest, uh, the way that the I'm going to kind of blow off your question just a little bit, but we'll circle back. But like the for next week, what I would look at uh, for the, the, the Packers game, I'm kind of hanging on to hope that the Packers always blow it in the NFC Championship game. And if that was the case, if that's where the Rams do get to, then maybe we can hang on to that a little bit. Maybe they would blow it there as well. And then for the 49ers, it is so hard to beat a team three times in one year. And I think that the Rams showed in week 18 that when we want to, we can absolutely beat up on the 49ers. What we need to do also though, in that same situation would be to not let them just come back on us and, and just let them come back and just do whatever they want. And we got really soft on them and I, we were up 17, nothing. And you know, there was still Raheem just let us down. Raheem and Sean, honestly. I mean, Sean went a little soft there too. Um, but, and there was like a little moment against the, the Cardinals where it was like, do not screw this up. like like we are beating them up do not change what we are doing do what got you here kind of thing and uh and and luckily that the the rams only let up pretty late in the games when they kind of softened up on them but uh going back to this game though the rams uh, against the bucks i i like the matchup that that the rams have here i i like the way that we match up against the bucks and i do anticipate the rams winning this game that's not me trying to be rams biased anything like that because the bucks are an extremely talented team and they can they can absolutely win it all this season. Uh, there's a, I would say there's, I mean all eight teams obviously that we're down to eight, and any of these teams could win it all right now. I would say realistically there's probably four teams that really I think could take it home, and I would I would consider those two, well, I'll give it six actually. I'll I'll say the Titans, the Bills, and the Chiefs out of the AFC I think are real legitimate contenders. I just don't see it in the Bengals this year. I like the Bengals this year. I think that they're playing really good football, and that all-Joe backfield is a big win for Team Joe, all right? The Joe Mixon and Joe Burrow backfield, pulling in a big old dub for Team Joe, but uh, on the NFC side, I would say it's between the Rams, the Bucks, and the Packers, and obviously, I mean, I'm I'm listing off 75% of the, the teams left, of like, these teams could all win it, so like, that's not, I'm not trying to get, like, a hot take or anything like that, but uh, I would say that the Rams match up well with uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I do anticipate that they win this game. Uh, but it's also, also, I mean, it's playoffs. Anything can happen, you know what I mean? Like, but this Rams team is playing really good football right now. They played great last week. They played fast. They played physical. They're all over the place. They they seem like they were having fun out there, but still giving that effort. We saw Aaron Donald choke somebody out when it says "Stop Hate" on the back of his helmet. So it's like great stuff, you know just just good, clean. <laughs> good clean family foot friendly football <laughs> choking people out uh these next two will come from payo time to wrap us up here uh let's see here we'll start with this one thoughts on wit's injury extremely unfortunate timing and i do want to see him back because at any moment we could be watching his final football game and i don't want to sit here and i, I don't want to have to look back and say like dang it we didn't even know that that was his last game you know what i mean like If he doesn't play in this game and then we lose, we have to look at the Cardinals game as like, dang it. We didn't even know, like it was his last one, like his hall of fame career. And we didn't even know we were watching him for the last time. So I want, I really want to see him play simply because of that, man, the old man, the gray beard. I, I want to see him play at least one more time because we are legitimately down to one, two, or three more games for the LA Rams and, and Andrew Whitworth's career. Most likely uh in all likeliness he he will he will retire after this season especially I think if the Rams win at all I think he's definitely done but we could be at any moment looking at the final game for uh for the not only the Rams this season but Andrew Whitworth in and his career so really don't want to see that man uh, I don't want to I don't want to have to look back and say dang it we missed it like we didn't even get to talk about how cool it was to see him in his final game anything like that so for that reason, I really hope he's good. I, I hope that he at least is active, you know what I mean, and, and gets some playing time, even if he can't handle the full game. I would really love to see him out there, because we are really looking at one, two, or three more games for Andrew Whitworth in his career. He hasn't confirmed that he will retire, but let's not pretend like it's not an extremely real possibility. First uh, to tackle to play over 40, you know what I mean? Like He's he's up there, and especially in football years, he's basically like 85, so it's, he's been getting beat up all these years, man. So, yeah, and sidebar, how terrible has it got to be for AJ Green right now? He left the Bengals to go to the Cardinals, and then the Bengals win their first playoff game in my lifetime. They won their, the, the most recent playoff game for them uh, before this one was like six months before I was born. And this is, so this is the first time in my life that the Bengals have won a playoff game. And there's also something so poetic about their the Bengals' two most recent playoff wins being against the Houston Oilers and the Las Vegas Raiders. I just think it really puts that gap of how long it took them to win another playoff game. It really puts that into perspective. You got the the Houston Oilers and the Vegas Raiders. It's like, dang, that's a long time apart. (laughs) I just think it's pretty cool. Last one here from PEO. It's going to be, let's see here. How many Rams fans do you have in your town besides Rams House? Yeah, I don't know how how much Rams House wants me to say that he that he lives in in my same town, uh, but we are local. Uh, it's uh kind of interesting that two of the 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 normal Rams YouTubers, uh, myself and Rams House, both of us are uh are are out here in Colorado Springs. Uh, that's wild. That's 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 really cool. Um, you know what? And I don't even know if 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 he would want me to or not. I don't see why he wouldn't. But um, there's also a a, a rapper out here that uh that actually is a is a big rams fan as well really cool dude um but he actually just released like pretty recently two different like i mean raps i, I don't even know like what the right t- songs i guess i don't know but he, re- he just released two about the la rams um and I'll, I'll 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 see if i can drop those into the comment section as well or the uh, description below uh because they're cool man and and he he lives out here as well uh like i said really cool dude um, there's definitely my squad, which is, uh, which is Aaron, Misty, and Alan. Uh, we did have some others kind of come in and out. Uh, Seth was there for a little while. He's a Rams fan. Uh, Tyler disappeared. I don't know what happened to Tyler. Um, uh, there was some others that kind of just fell off. Um, but yeah, man, uh, there's, there's a, a good chunk, but I will say that it makes me a little bit sad because like for years I felt like I was alone like it was like me and Aaron uh you know like Aaron would show up uh to, to Kelly's with me Kelly O'Brien's where, where, where I watch football games uh throughout the regular season but like he would show up and they, like but for the most part it was like me by myself sitting in the corner watching the Rams games you know and and we were winning like two games a year and stuff like that and then and then all of a sudden 2018 man I started seeing them all over the place so hey man that's cool uh you want to be a rams fan now that's awesome with me man uh you know but what what are you gonna do about it you know what i mean so it's all good with me uh if you, you want to pop in late if you want to join the the join the wagon now that's fine man uh like i said i say it all the time i don't care if you could tell me matthew stafford's da- uh, third daughter's middle name or if you only know that our quarterback is number nine all rams fans are welcome uh if you love the squad then uh then then you're the homie but those are the ones that I really know of. Uh, it's definitely a, a, a little bit of a thing out here. Uh, ultimately, though, we see a lot more AFC West teams, uh, a lot of Raiders fans out here. Uh, it's, it's very full of Raiders fans, uh, a lot of Chiefs fans. Um, but those are like the biggest represented teams outside of the, the the Denver Broncos, obviously, are huge out here. So And people are hardcore about them Broncos, man. They don't mess around, man oh, that's a, it's a thing. You see like cars fully decked out, painted, uh, Broncos colors. And, uh, down in, uh, in Pueblo, I used to go down there for work a lot. You'd see like murals on garages and stuff like that. It's just wild, man. They, they take it very serious, which I love. Cause I, I obviously, if you guys didn't tell, um, this is just one of my rooms in my apartment here. Um, that, uh, I take it a little serious myself. So <laughs> my license plates on my car say LA Rams, you know? <laughs> so I love it, but It's some good stuff. Oh, I dropped my gingerbread Todd Gurley. I made this at work a couple years ago, guys. It fell off my lamp just now, so I'll show you guys. That's my gingerbread Todd Gurley. If you guys are listening to the audio version, I'm doing a bad job of putting it back. But um, if you guys are all listening to the audio version, if you are that curious, then you guys can check out the YouTube version of the podcast and uh, see my gingerbread Todd Gurley that I made a few years back uh, when Todd Gurley was here. So... Uh, do appreciate the fan casos, guys. Thank you guys so much. Like I said, uh, we do make a post about it, or I, I guess there's no we involved in Ram Showcase right now. Uh, pending. We'll see what happens soon. Uh, in some conversations, that's uh, some good stuff. But, uh, we, uh, we I'll say Reggie and Mike are included in that. Uh, we we post on uh, the Ram Showcase YouTube channel as well as my own personal Facebook page uh, to get those casos. If you guys have suggestions of where else you guys would like to see that post, uh, then just let me know and we'll get that done, man. But I do appreciate the heck out of everybody. Uh, I hope that this is not the final game preview that we do on the season. I hope we get at least a couple more after this one. Hopefully we get to preview an NFC Championship game as well as a Super Bowl. Doing a Super Bowl preview show a couple years back was one of the most fun things I've done on this show, and I absolutely loved it. Would love to do it again sometime. I love inside jokes. We love important ones sometimes. But it's uh, just amazing stuff, man. I'm happy to be here right now in the Divisional Rounds. This beats the crap out of knowing where we're going to be picking in the top five of the draft, which is uh, what we used to experience a lot. So uh, the fact that we're even here right now, Final Eight, uh, we're we're feeling good. Feeling, Feeling really good. But like I said earlier... Uh, Matthew Stafford did get his first playoff win but one thing that we're looking at in this game is can he get us further than Jared Goff did last year which was the divisional round. We lost in Green Bay last year in the divisional round. So can we move past that? Can we get over over that little bit of a hump to the NFC championship game? I would say that if we can get to the NFC championship game that is a massive win for the LA Rams in a definite successful season. I know that the Rams kind of sold out here and have, have gone all in. You bring in guys like like Vaughn and OBJ and Weddle and, and stuff like that, but it's some good stuff, and I and I'm just I'm just excited to be here. So, guys, enjoy this game this weekend. It's Sunday at noon LA time. Uh, game's kicking off on NBC in Tampa at three o'clock. Uh, it's gonna be some good stuff. We do get the third game of the weekend, and we will at least know. Depending on, like, if we win the game, we'll at least know whether we go back to SoFi to play the Niners or we head out to Lambeau to take on the Green Bay Packers. But um, that is going to for me. Make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well, at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Definitely a lot more active on Twitter right now. The at Sheriff Joe Bags, that's where most of my attention is going because Facebook is not that cool <laughs> and uh so yeah we're kind of moving over to twitter a little bit more so make sure you guys follow me there at sheriff joe bags which is good stuff there so uh, but that is gonna do go it for me thank you guys for hanging out with me and so sincerely sincerely appreciate you guys kicking it with me and if you guys are watching this part of the show i absolutely love you <laughs> that's amazing but that is going to do it for me i am sheriff joe bags this has been ram Showcase on sports world radio on the fan side of the network for those of you who aren't rams fans our thoughts and prayers are with you for those of you who are rams fans thank you guys so much for listening and you guys have a great night